0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Home Spun. Heck. How's it going, Mr. Hatley? It's
1: going pretty good. A little tired, but otherwise
0: pretty good. Oh, well, that's okay. Why are you tired? <laughs> I'm concerned. Well,
1: I, I don't know. I just um, have not been sleeping great lately, so that's... That's the reason. I don't know why. I cannot, I cannot pinpoint a reason as to why.
0: You just really pissed off about Ted Cruz?
1: (sighs) Yeah. I'm upset. (laughs) I'm upset that he's getting thrown under the
0: bus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Okay. So you're tired. Um, Mm -hmm yeah i felt that way today i felt i felt frustrated today i'm i'm in a frustrated mood i'm in a mood that could easily pop off any moment (laughs) oh yeah uh,
1: live on camera
0: live on this is the best place to do it yeah (laughs) anytime anytime yeah anytime you're you're gonna make a fool of yourself it's good to be live on camera just like that uh that school board that got caught did you hear about that I don't think so. So there's a school board that uh, was having a meeting about how they could improve the school, obviously, and stuff like that. And uh, some of the school board were talking mad shit about the parents. And obviously it was over Zoom and they didn't realize that the whole thing was public. So they were literally like cussing and just no. saying like like i'm gonna fuck you up and like like you know like making jokes and stuff but like you know doing all that Jeez, kind of stuff. about the parents about the parents yeah Oh my god. and uh yeah well uh but even the mayor of that town uh told them that they should they should resign so yeah they ultimately ended <laughs> wow. up resigning
1: that's awesome yeah gotta love zoom mishaps
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. They, ha- I mean, like, I get so paranoid about I don't know about you, but like I, I get super paranoid. I'm like, I make sure I'm on mute about 20 times throughout yeah. the entire time.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of calls, you know, usually Mondays and Fridays mornings. And uh, I'm almost never on unmute. It's mm-hmm. just, I'm just going to be on mute. If you want me to say something, let me know. Mm-hmm. i'd rather be off camera as well Yep. but yeah it's it's a little dicey i saw a video recently of these like lawyers like three different lawyers just talking about a case or something and they're probably in their 60s and one guy had a filter on that he couldn't figure out how to get off it was like a cat but it was like picking up his mouth and <laughs> was eyes
0: hilarious yeah
1: and like no one everybody's like confused nobody's really laughing <laughs> yeah but i was dying cuz he's like he's like i'm not a cat i'm i'm not a cat I'm like just dead serious and they're like we know yeah
0: yeah <laughs> It's, it, they also had that old man voice, uh, I, I'm yeah. not sure what's going on, my assistant's <laughs> helping me trying to figure this out. <laughs> they're like, Jerry, I, I think you've got a... Jerry, a f- we can hear you we there. Can hear you. you seem <laughs> to be a cat. <laughs> oh, rest assured, <laughs> I'm not. highly unprofessional, Jerry.
1: <laughs> Finally, (laughs) unprofessional. This is a 30-minute window we have.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That was a cute little kitten, too. That was hilarious. And the eyes just look so scared. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fitting. Oh, yeah. Man, maybe COVID has been a great thing for us all. Yeah. Hmm. So, what's
1: the latest trend on COVID? Are rates dropping? Are they, are they getting higher?
0: Dude, I haven't kept up with any me? of that. <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped. I just opted out. I'm done. <laughs> like I le- legit, I uh, I have not. I have not kept up with any of the COVID numbers. I think I briefly saw a headline, but who knows by whom? Uh, talking of oh, I think it was maybe it was CNN. Oh, this kind of bothered me, although I didn't go through the entire interview. Okay, so I think it was CNN, but they were interviewing Dr. Fauci, and they were saying, you know, the rates are going down, deaths Mm -hmm. are going down, all that great news, um, and that they're expecting that the the vaccination rate is going to increase to like, I think, I guess don't quote me on this, but like two, could it be? Could it be two million a day? across the country. I think they're at 1.5 million. I'm trying to see see if that's reasonable. Uh, But they were hoping that everybody would get vaccinated or anybody who wanted a vaccine would get one by July, something along those lines. So pretty great. But then, uh, and this is where I cut off the interview because I I didn't have time to to go through the rest of it. But then Dr. Fetcher is also saying that we might have to wear masks into 2022. And dude, fuck that.
1: I mean, i'm totally with you
0: i'm telling you i this i'm guy. not i i'm this not yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude, i am getting, getting i am getting a degree in this stuff and i'm saying fuck that like it, yeah. it's once you've got your vaccine dude fuck the new strains it, it like let everybody not get it get again, no not, no, not.
1: no if you want to wear masks for the rest of your life that's fine you can do that
0: we're even i will make you. fun of you
1: yeah yeah well, yeah you can do it but don't expect that everyone's going to do it because i tell you what i'm i'm just about done with it right now like <laughs> yeah. i mean i i respect wearing masks like in a business in a restaurant <laughs> in the, the... <laughs> like you know at a small gathering uh, yeah. whatever it is like if you got to wear one to go into the building like I've never been a guy that's like man this sucks like you know if I'm thinking it whatever but I'll never put up a fight but um I don't know like I've mentioned on here before just uh the, pe- the people that really blow my mind are the people that wear them outside like just just by themselves just walking wearing a mask yeah outside it's yeah. truly
0: <laughs> the- it's truly amazing the virus just, is just going to like escape them out <laughs> and just, just like make a beeline for the person, yeah. like a person just, like f- five miles away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I'll just come up on someone, you know, there's no one around them. They're just walking their dog or they're just walking by themselves hmm. and just masked up outside. I don't understand that at all. And especially when I, when I, Run by people, you know, <laughs> and they'll jump off the yeah, trail. Yeah, oh, you're yeah, now 16 feet away. You're yeah. covering your face. You've got a ma- <laughs> you're double masking now for some reason oh, yeah, because right. Pete Buttigieg says to do it. Oh, I didn't and, hear about uh, that. <laughs> And it just it's it's comical. I mean, no one's ever been like, "How dare you run outside without a mask." Mm -hmm. You know, no one's actually said that to me, and I'm very glad that they haven't, um, for 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 everybody's sake. Because yeah, it just it just it's just very confusing to me. I get it, like, you know, I just wouldn't want to live that way. Of just like, I get wearing a mask inside right now, but being outside, like, just being out in the open and nature, and your scared of other people outside and you're wearing a mask and all your kids with you have a mask on like you're kind of a pussy really (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm sorry but you kind of you kind of are and that's fine if you want to be that and just be extra extra protective of yourself but i'm Mm. not going to live outside in fear for the rest of my (laughs) life and if you do that's just sad and I just, it just makes me, it makes me laugh, but it also makes me sad that you would, that people would do that. That's my tirade. <laughs>
0: that was a good one. That was a good one. The the one advantage to wearing a mask mm-hmm. outside that I've noticed is that when my face, my face is warm. That's it. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. I, I, there's, I just don't see a reason. I don't see any reason why a person would have to wear a mask if you're outside. It doesn't doesn't make any sense, but I've definitely run across those people that do kind of like get even further away from you, and they're like staring at you like you're a goblin. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and turning their good. head or just yeah. not making people don't make eye contact. Yeah, anymore, it's just yeah. like, all right, yeah. I mean, say something,
0: bud. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: get the fire department involved on this one
0: (laughs) yeah so i i I agree with you though like i i'm definitely i'm incredibly tired of the whole mask business but also i just nothing from like from like march from the the very beginning a lot of things didn't make any sense to me and i still stand by that it still bothers me like How much, how many of these different governances just made no sense this entire time? But, you know, and if they're saying, uh, you know, once everybody has a vaccine, that we're still going to have to uh, wear masks into 2022. And they're predicting that everybody's going to, I mean, assuming with that prediction that uh, everybody has their vaccine by, uh, July. And I know some people are going to say, well, there's immunocompromised people look that that's the case. Always, always doesn't matter. Like that that could be the flu. That could be anything. Uh, there's going to be immunocompromised people. I get that. Um, but you know, you have to think about the overall population. Yeah, exactly. Like those are the individuals that need to take those steps for themselves. It's just like, I mean, it's just like anything. Like you're, you, you have to think about okay, what is the best for the majority? And I understand. Like, I'm talking from a situation of like, well, I don't have to uh, worry about my health and all that stuff. And and but, damn, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's shit, getting old. It, 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 it's getting old. I just need a real reason. Like, I need, I need a reason. I can't. Uh, yeah. This, this new strain. Does not get affected by the vaccine and kills people. Like that's yeah, a reason. But at a
1: higher rate or whatever. It, it's yeah.
0: something because just getting vaccine and then just like saying, "Oh, we still need to slow down this other strain." No, I disagree. Let it just it did burn work last through. time. Just let it burn through all of us.
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, what like did wearing a mask for a, you know at this point almost a year. How much did that actually decrease the amount of people who died as opposed to if we didn't wear masks
0: i think i think it did make a difference especially in march april may like that 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 first period when they were saying you, you know were... just two weeks everybody just stay indoors <laughs> for two weeks <laughs> yeah i think that made a difference yeah. but like it but now I, we
1: have a vaccine, yeah, I, it just—it's like you can still
0: spread it. Just to be clear, like if you have a vaccine, that does not mean you can't spread it. It—the only thing, the literal only thing—the vaccine does is basically guarantee you will not die. That's what it does. So from COVID, from COVID, yes, and well, <laughs> maybe immortality, but, <laughs> but you know, so they don't tell we'll, you. We'll see. We'll see about that. No, for, from, yeah, so you, you, you're essentially, essentially guaranteed that you will not die from COVID. And at that point, that's really the only thing I care about. If people aren't going to die and they're not going to have like super severe side effects either, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to be in the hospital for three weeks or whatever it might be. Then what are we taught? What are we doing? Like, I mean, at this point, like, yeah, just. Get if, this, it's a, this, if it's get a vaccine that's
1: approved that works if everybody's got it by july who's gonna get it you know mm-hmm. then you know we're rocking on july the 4th i'm telling you what, we're gonna have... <laughs> we're getting drunk oh yeah but, uh, i don't know yeah it just it's just getting uh to the point where it's like all right like we know what's happening we know what has happened and we're not going to go through this shit again. We're not going to take it. Pretty much.
0: We're not going to take it.
1: It just feels like people want to, it's just like, you know, cases are going down, but potentially this new thing. And it's just like, Oh, let me click on this to get your ratings up for this, whatever news outlet. And like, dr fauci let me still remain relevant and on top of the you know cdc world of just like exposure because Mm. like if i'm saying everything's cool like we're we're good like you don't need me anymore and now that i got this rush of power this rush (laughs) (laughs) of exposure and tv time I don't know. I mean, I'm kidding on that partly, but it's just like you just kind of wonder, you know, at what point people are going to be like, all right, still going to be, we're going to be way more careful going forward, I guess. And we now know steps to prevent certain things and everybody's, you know, able to come up with a better hygiene plan for themselves and their family, whatever that means, but i don't think any of this stuff matters
0: dude no, like matter. when you're when you're it never when it's something that's airborne fuck everything like everybody's gonna get it like that's the bottom line <laughs> it's it doesn't matter how good your hygiene is or like how you know the it just nothing ma- i mean of course the mask helps a lot but like If we have another situation, if we have another pandemic, it's going to blow through the population just like every other (laughs) pandemic has, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, that's why I just don't understand this idea of like, oh, well, there's there's hope, but also uh, make sure that you're aware of all these negative things. And this might affect us in tutorials. A new doctor says 2025, <laughs> like something yeah, like that.
1: 2030 <laughs> is a date where, you know, we can not wear masks. Yeah,
0: exactly. it's just, no, no. I'm yeah. telling you, the moment, like a few weeks after I get my vaccine, I mean, I'm still going to wear my mask and whatnot until, like, they say that you uh, you don't have to, like, mandatory. But, mm-hmm. I mean, beyond that, like, I, dude.
1: <sighs> yeah, people just need to really chill out with it seriously chill just chill, <laughs> chill seriously chill god I yeah. mean I'm not trying to come off as like an anti-masker or like a anti-covid conspiracy person at all mm. it's just it's just like alright like let's just move on to so that like we can actually have some like normal life again and not be consumed with covid and like that dictating everyone's every
0: move yeah especially when it doesn't make any sense (laughs) anymore that's the thing i mean that's the only thing that i just need things to make sense if the science is clear that covid is killing people like tons of people obviously it still is but like you know in a few months time when 200 million or 300 million people have been vaccinated like that's okay
1: we're done and i don't want to hear it from cnn or bbc or the new york times i don't want to hear it from news i want to hear it from you know a scientific study or a an actual person in the industry all i need know. to
0: know again the one thing i need to know is is it going to kill me that's yeah. it that's all i need to oh and is it going to kill other people of course that's the you know that's the, right. the only barometer for me so it's a
1: murderous disease yeah
0: exactly so And my understanding is that this vaccine, no matter what, no matter what strain you look at, it offers some protection. That's all I care about. I don't care if it gives me 100% protection. I don't care if it gives me 50% protection. As long as it stops me from ending my life (laughs) and other people ending their lives, I'm good. I don't even care if i get pretty sick from it like the flu you know like where you you have a fever and you're like out of commission for a week like i'll take that risk and i think that's 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 literally lowering covid down to flu levels and then at this point then like what are we doing anymore are we just going to continue down for
1: the flu (laughs) yeah exactly so what the hell like (laughs) yeah we gotta we gotta cancel covid Hashtag there COVID you go. Is Cancel canceled.
0: COVID. Should add that to our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel
1: COVID. <laughs> COVID is canceled. Speaking of being canceled, Ooh. Leah is back.
0: Oh, ah, I saw a little bit
1: of that. Well, snippet. S- he made a, <clears throat> a. He made a video. Well, I don't know necessarily that he's back. But he. uh He came out publicly for the first time. From the private. From the private. Privacy of his own home. To make a statement about. Sex. What? Sex. Yep. What had been uh, said against him by numerous women of the night. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, he basically came out and said, like, you know everything I ever did was consensual with everybody. doesn't mean that it was, you know, I wasn't taking advantage of my situation of being famous and um, what that entails. And he also said that he has a, he realized in this time of um, hardship and cancellation that he has a sex addiction. AKA he, A.K.A. he is a guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but he does have a sex addiction and that he's been working on it. And uh, he's going to continue to work on it. And he didn't say anything about, you know, plans on this or that or coming back or podcasting again. He just wanted to compose his thoughts and make a statement on what he's been through.
0: What it, What was your reaction?
1: Um, I mean, it felt like it was a genuine thing. I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to come out and really like talk about, um, yourself in such a deep and, uh, introspective way um in front of millions of people and like kind of tell them all your bad secrets and what you've been struggling with and how you're trying to fix whatever problems you have as an individual you know it's really nobody's business but it's something that he felt like compelled to do because otherwise people are gonna continue to start rumors and say things that might not be true about him. So I, I get it in that regard. It just sucks to, it's like, yeah, now everybody knows like your secret kind of thing. Not that it's like a secret, but you know, your weakness, I guess. Yeah. And like definitely applaud him for like taking, um, taking responsibility of the situation and explaining in fuller detail of what happened. So I definitely can't fault him for that. Um, Russell Brand is another guy who has like been really public about his sex addiction and how that kind of ruined a lot of things for him and a lot of people in his life <clears throat> at the time. So, yeah, I mean, it's a real thing. And uh, I just hope he's able to find an avenue to get better and come back because he's certainly an extremely entertaining podcast person
0: I'm looking I'm trying to find out the uh, the uh, allegations that were made against him I I mean from what I saw I just saw snippets of his like discussion of like oh you know I I feel like I I know he said that everything was consensual. Um, Chris accused of flashing multiple women. Public masturbation. Hmm. Don't know about that. Don't know if that was consensual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think Um, he came out and denied those things as well. Oh, okay. I mean, the thing is, we'll never really know. I mean you just have to take his word for it.
0: Yeah, well, and that's that's I think that's ultimately the the most important part. I think that uh, regardless of your gender, uh it doesn't you need to have proof. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Uh and I, I I'm definitely not on board with the movement of believe all women. Uh, no. I realize that's probably controversial I mean, for a lot of people. I mean you released all like
1: the, you know, so many girls Um, came out with snippets of conversations from you know dms Mm -hmm. between him and and them and then he later released like the full the totality of that conversation like online and then it becomes like oh okay well you were badgering him to you know come up to your room or have sex with him and asking him where he was and what's he doing tonight things like that and i mean he acknowledges like you know being a celebrity that can add pressure on you know someone who isn't it's just like starstruck and like i guess i'll you know hang out with you and things can get misconstrued and so yeah he was like even though it was consensual like doesn't mean that i'm like innocent completely of you know maybe taking advantage of my position in a in a way in a sexual way if that makes any sense
0: i'm trying to think of a situation where like other than like physically or emotionally pressuring someone yeah i'm trying to wrap my head around that. yeah
1: i don't know because if it was consensual because he he does a much better job of explaining it because when he started talking about it i was like yeah but if it's consensual throughout like how is it how are you still guilty of something but he he kind of
0: breaks it down he cheated though didn't he i am pretty sure yeah, he cheated so that was that was one part yeah. that was that he was <clears> definitely <throat> in the wrong well yeah he was
1: you know he said he had cheated basically on every girl he had ever been in a relationship with up to like his current fiance when mm. they had their son or but she was pregnant too yeah that's uh so that's not good no <laughs> But to come out and say that without people knowing, you know, is just another thing where you're like, not, you don't have to applaud him for that, but it's just, it definitely takes guts to come out and say that and admit, you know, such an egregious wrongdoing. And you know, like, millions could see this.
0: Yeah. I don't... I guess to... Yeah, I don't know. I in those situations it just seems it's like hard. a problem that
1: that should have been worked out internally with himself and the people around him, but because he's famous it got blown up and now he's canceled and everything was ruined.
0: All of my rela is uh All of my relationships have been both legal and consensual and I've never met or exchanged in- exchanged any inappropriate photos with people who have tweeted about me. That being said, I am truly sorry. I was a dumb guy who absolutely let myself get caught up in my lifestyle. That's my fault. I own it. I've been reflecting on this for some time now, and I promise I will continue to do better. I just, like to me, I, I need to understand like what exactly he did other than obviously cheat. But I mean, if he cheated, Mm -hmm. then that's, that's between him and his fiance or his ex-girlfriends or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, if he didn't expose himself, then I mean, that's a non-issue. Uh, and if he was in a position like, I don't know, I, I mean, I'm sure people would disagree, but I, I just don't see how if you become famous suddenly you're responsible for, to to you have an added responsibility to take care of other people's potential reactions to to hanging out with them or sleeping with them or whatever it might be. But again, like I don't know the, all the details. Like maybe he did do stuff that was screwed up. Um I from what I understood, he he was texting or DMing like tons of women, just like almost shotgunning. And then they would just like respond back. And then he would just like go, you know, meet up with whoever, whomever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, is it, that's, I mean, it's tough. I don't know. Um, I, I always believe in being completely honest when it comes to, uh when you're engaging any sort of like dating or sex or you know whatever it might be um so if he wasn't honest in some way yeah i mean that's deceitful and that's something he should apologize for and i don't give him any credit for 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 creating that video um hopefully he learns from his mistakes but again like i just don't know what those mistakes were um (laughs) it's just like it's all
1: personal shit and then like I feel like the people that canceled him like Netflix and whatever else, because yeah, he was going to have a show and all mm-hmm. that. Um, they're the ones that are going to miss out in the long run. Cause he's a guy that just generates millions and millions of followers and subscriptions and things like that. I mean, I know it's not all about money and you definitely want to have people that you want to, support and sign people who set a good example if you can in society but i think sometimes you have to realize like like <clears throat> joe rogan talks about this a lot where especially in comedy it's like nobody's perfect and especially comedians are not perfect like yeah. the best comedians have a pretty twisted dark side to them if you want to like dig deep and look at it. Right. Um and you're not going to get creativity to that level and you're not going to get um you know just hilarious original unique content without being a multifaceted individual, you know, in general. It doesn't mean you have to be like a heroin user and like crazy out there something but you got to have a little bit of character to your life in order to be interesting and everybody wants to be so cookie cutter and like you have to be this way this way this way well you're not going to get any originality and you're not going to get any entertaining content um, if you expect everybody to think and behave this exact same way Uh, or else you'll be canceled or thrown into this category of someone who doesn't comply and can't be trusted or whatever so i'm not and i'm not in any way like advocating his behavior on any level and i'm not saying that he could have he couldn't have been as funny if he didn't do all those things but they are lived experiences and they do contribute to Um, his life story and therefore his creativity but could he have been just as funny without you know cheating and doing all of course but nobody's perfect and like you can't be a double standard of cancel this guy for people just who we don't know accusing him of showing you know flashing himself or whatever it was but don't cancel you know, Mike Tyson for beating up his ex wife and going to jail for it, you know, in the 90s. Like now he's just like a god. He's celebrated and all this stuff. And I'm not saying cancel him at all. Like, I think he's an incredibly interesting person too now. And, but it's just like, it's just a weird, like, you get canceled, but you don't, even though you did something exactly the same. And, maybe even more so i mean chris D'Elia, what he did every single like rock musician in the 80s <laughs> did that times a billion and just never got caught because there's no social media back then i mean tommy no. lee even admitted it he's just like if it was like this in the 80s like you wouldn't know me today because i would have been canceled long ago you know but you you just live and you hopefully learn from those mistakes obviously and it's just a complicated situation
0: yeah it is again i think it very much depends on like what exactly happened obviously if he pressured people or if he mis not miscommunicated but was deceptive i mean those are those are things that obviously aren't acceptable and um he, he should suffer the repercussions from that, suffer some level of punishment from that. And because I, I do believe in fairness, like, I, I, I think it's really important to hold men to a standard that um, when it comes to this stuff or when it comes to anything, like holding people in general, but like as guys, I think it's important to hold other men to that standard of, like, hey, you <laughs> fucked up and you, you should suffer in some way not not like not like trying to necessarily hurt them but just to to say like hey it's not okay and and there has to be some sort of uh payment for for you screwing <clears throat> up i mean just kind of like what people look at jail time or some sort of uh, like you need to improve on yourself or you know whatever it might be like i you know it's there's so many different examples but um the reason why i say that is because i i tend i'm i've become a lot more vocal about um kind of the hidden issues when it comes to actually like women for example getting away with uh, some pretty terrible things and i i don't think that i can comfortably speak on uh like bringing that stuff to light because without being also staunchly against men that do really shitty things. So, um, you know, I, I would definitely have to educate myself further on what exactly happened, but, and I'm probably not going to, because I just don't give a shit, but. Well, we'll um, never know.
1: I mean,
0: that's yeah. the thing. Oh yeah. We so there's, there's no that. way there's only the yeah. the allegations and then just what yeah, he said.
1: It's just he said, she said,
0: yeah. She said. Well, yeah. So it's, it's tough. I, I, again, I, I, the only thing I care about is like fairness, but also having proof, you have to have proof. You can't, Mm -hmm. you can't just say stuff because that happens. Like, I mean, a great example of this, like, I don't know if you've kept up with this. Um, I've kept up with a little bit, not that I'm a great expert in it, but like the Amber Heard situation with uh, Johnny Depp. Um, Mm -hmm. That, I mean, from my understanding, And from a lot of other people's understanding, like it's, it's pretty stunning. I mean, people thought that Johnny Depp was the one that, that was being abusive. And then it turned out that Amber Heard was the one that was being physically and emotionally abusive. And, um, like she, she gets to keep all of her roles and Johnny Depp gets canceled from everything yeah yeah it's just like that's but nobody talks about that no one does No. it's just because again it's it's this (laughs) it's truly a double standard that nobody ever wants to discuss because men have been in power and men deserve what they got like you know it's I don't know I I just can't I can't stand that attitude in general it makes me pretty angry for sure yeah but um but yeah I and that, that's why, like, you know, because in situations where women like fuck up, I, I, want, I want to feel heard in those situations. So I need to hold other men to a standard of like, hey, you fucked up. Now you need to pay the price for it. Because yeah. if I defend you now, nobody's going to defend me or nobody's going to be on my side when you know, I'm trying to bring up another issue that's related to like women fucking up or not that it's like men versus women, but I mean, we are different. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's no denying that. And, uh, I mean, clearly men fuck up a lot. Um, I mean, fuck, look at like Harvey Weinstein, right. Um, yeah. Or,
1: yeah, this situation with him, like, you know, I, I. you know if he was consistently cheating on people that he was with even his fiance um, i think you know being quote unquote canceled and having this spotlight shown on him you know whatever was true whatever wasn't true and it probably helped him to really look at himself and say like wow like i have really despite whatever's true or not gone so far over the edge. And in my mind, I thought I was like never going to get caught or I wasn't doing anything bad. And I was just reaping the rewards of my success. And this is just how it is like making excuses in your mind. But now you're able to kind of sit back and like, just realize how many people you've negatively impacted in your own life And then you're able to look at that and say like what is it inside of me that enabled me to do this so casually and how can i prevent this mentality from ever taking grip of me again Um, so it causes people to definitely look deeper within and try to get help and that's what you mentioned about being accountable and like holding other people accountable when you know they're doing something bad you know
0: yeah yeah and you can certainly get murky waters like like a you know what we were trying to tease out earlier like if you're famous and let's say uh somebody wants to sleep with you let's say let's say he's 40 i'm looking at it right now so he's 40 let's say Mm -hmm. you've got a guy who's 40 and let's say a 25 year old wants a 25 year old woman wants to sleep with you like, are you then obligated in that situation to, to take, to, to think for her in that situation? Be like, well, this would be, let's say you're single too. Like there's no, like obviously a cheating thing. I think we both agree is completely fucked up. Um, but if you're single in that situation, are you then responsible for that person's well-being you have to think like oh i'm i'm not going to sleep with this person because they may not know what they want or they may be starstruck or you know whatever it might mm-hmm. be i just i don't know if i necessarily agree with that like i i think that you should just look at each individual as an as literally that an individual and if they are um, of age and they seem like they're not drunk for, you know, obviously all the, the rape stuff. Um, you, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not on drugs. They're not drunk, all that stuff. Like they're in sober mind and they're just a huge fan and they really want it. Like, that's what they want. They're yeah. just crazy about it. Um, yeah, you gotta then reciprocate. is it, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, it does, it does like raise that question for me. Like, are, should you then, like that's so much that's that's so much responsibility that you're putting on yourself for something that doesn't that's not like societally defined. It's it's not like there's laws that are saying, "Oh, don't do that." But there are some taboos which which there are I guess like they they they're not laws, they're not rules, but people get pretty like disgusted or mad, like look at Leonardo Di- DiCaprio, right? Like the dude's in his 40s I want to say at yeah, least in almost, his 40s. 50. almost 50 and he dates all exclusively like women that are like 25 or younger or whatever oh, much and, younger yeah. yeah and people like hate the dude for it it's <laughs> and it, it, again it's like is is he thinking about that stuff like does he have a, res, a moral responsibility to be thinking about that stuff like again to me the only thing that matters is being as completely clear and honest yeah. about your up intentions front as possible, up front. Yeah. Make sure that obviously the person isn't inebriated in some way, and if they choose to make that choice, then okay, done. Like it's two consenting adults. I don't, I don't get, I don't get what the the big hubbub is about. You know, after no, that. No, there
1: shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. I think you know you've never really. Well, I've never really heard anything about. Leonardo DiCaprio, as far as like a Me Too situation. No,
0: but I've definitely seen many people be angry. Oh
1: yeah, people are like, oh yeah, what what a weird, or, what you a know, player, what a you know, yeah, and piece he's of like, shit. Yeah. Why don't why don't men <laughs> date like,
0: women I've... their own age? Like you know all that stuff, right?
1: And then he goes, because I don't have to, because I'm Leo DiCaprio and I can do basically whatever I want, you know, within the rules within the rule, <laughs> you know rules of law but uh yeah yeah i mean he's you know that's just how he is and he's just like why would i i don't want to speak for the man (laughs) okay i'm just gonna stop it right now i'm like getting into his mentality right now and that's not a good thing so i'm gonna stop like it's very similar to like Derek jeter when he was in the mlb Um, i don't know much about him well, he was a shortstop for the Yankees. I got that
0: much. <laughs> he's a co-owner uh, for the Marlins, I think. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's one of the greatest Yankees of all time, and uh, that's a big deal in New York. And the whole time while he was a pro, he was never married. Nothing, because he was like, he just, he just knew that. You know hey i'm Derek jeter and basically uh it's that easy and <laughs> <laughs> right now he's he's very happily married now to a woman 20 years is, uh, younger oh wait, <laughs> and, uh... wait. Is,
0: is he is he really married to
1: someone i thought he oh i don't know how old she is but she's certainly younger and most likely a victoria's secret Model, oh
0: yeah, I must be. I was getting it confused with someone else. That's uh, A-, yeah. Rod. Ha- A. Rod, Rod. There G- we Lord. go. Thank you. Yeah, I,
1: but A. Uh, Rod was the same way. He, he's yeah. him and Derek Jeter were.
0: I get my my Red Sox, uh, <clears throat> my Red Sox players confused. <laughs> um, Hannah Jeter hmm. is thirty years old.
1: Ah, and how, how old is DJ?
0: Forty-six. Um, and they, they got married four years ago, so she was 26, because I can do math. Um, well, roughly four years ago. So, yeah, she was 26, and he was 42. Yeah, I mean, that's – there's a lot of examples like that. And I don't know. I mean, people people get really pissed off about that. But there's nothing to be done. Like, there's legitimately Not, nothing so to be it's done. Legal? Yeah, it's it's, legal.
1: Uh, Clearly, they haven't done anything egregious and everybody, all parties are happy because they get to go on a yacht in a private island with Leonardo DiCaprio and (laughs) drink champagne and whatnot. I mean, it's probably a good time.
0: I'm sure it is, um, yeah.
1: But yeah, it's just... uh,
0: So he was dating a lot of women, or maybe not even dating, just the... just having his way while he yes, was a yeah. Boston Baseball Red Sox. Player.
1: Yeah. Or <laughs> Yankee. Yeah. And, or one um, of those. They're all the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ricky Gervais actually did a joke uh, when he hosted the uh, Golden Globes, um, I think his most recent time, where he was like, you know, The Irishman, you know, it's a great film. Um Great actors in that, you know, Martin Scorsese, director. Um, but you know, it's like three and a half hours long and you know, in the premiere, uh Leonardo DiCaprio went in with his date, and by the end of it she was too old for him. So (laughs) and he was there in the room and he was was like laughing about it. It's like, yeah, it's true.
0: You know, what kind of blows my mind about that is that these women know that he has this trend of dating women that are like a certain age. And it really does seem like he like they just break up after they, you know, the women hit a certain age. I mean, it just seems that way from the optics. So like as as a woman dating him, like, aren't you aren't they ever thinking like this is definitely going to be a short term thing as in like a year or two or whatever it might be. And then, like, I'm, sure. I'm guaranteed to be, like, out the door afterwards. It, it's it's such a strange – but these women still sign up for it, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They get to go on a red carpet, go on a yacht.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's 46. Moscow. Six feet tall, so he's hit the, the magic number that yep. – that people seem to or women seem to care about yeah i've asked i think i've probably asked about 50 different women what what's the what's the deal with the height thing it's uh
1: do you get a general consensus or do they just say it's an innate feeling inside of me
0: oh some of them some of them just don't offer really much of a of an answer um some people you know they just say i don't know and then others uh, say they like to wear heels. That's the like the second level of like really mm. generic answers. And some of them like are like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a bi. Some of them have actually kind of <clears throat> gone into the evolutionary biology, what they thought might be happening. So <laughs> I thought like um, hey, just bigger, go. bigger guys. Tall boys.
1: You're six foot six, correct? Yeah now what if a woman was six foot six
0: i know i was i I thought about that i thought about that once i've never met i've never dated
1: you'll never meet a woman six six but no let's just say you do yeah yeah,
0: i've i've thought about that actually relatively recently i thought about that exact question like what would it would i be interested in a woman who's six six i think i would in a woman who's six, six, but maybe not like six, eight, I could maybe do six, seven, but I don't know. It really depends. I mean, obviously, um, it very much depends on like how attractive a person is. So like, like one, a, I have never seen, or maybe I shouldn't say never seen, but like maybe I've seen like one or two women that are like my height, maybe a little bit taller and I just wasn't attracted to them. So it wasn't, it, you know it never really was an issue but yeah that's yeah that's that's that would that would be tough and I don't I think there is a part I suppose there is a part if I were to answer that question let's say let's say like I did meet a person who was six six or six seven um, I think there is a dominance factor about it like you, as at least for me, I want to be the dominant guy. Like I want to be the dominant presence. Um, you know, I and believe in equality and all that. that yeah. Well, it's not necessarily <laughs> that, but it's just like, I, I, you know, I just, I, I like to, she holds the door for you. I, <laughs> 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 I'll just, I'll just put, I like to be the mover. I'll just put it that okay. way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, was partners with Giselle at one point. Oh. That was, but that was, <laughs> but that was uh, 15 years she ago. She was like 20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so was he, or yeah. maybe in his 30s. Um, and then Bar Riff, I don't know who that is. Um, but, they dated... Oh, she was in her 20s, too. Wow. They dated for uh, six years. Hmm. I feel like E! Magazine right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I do find that stuff really interesting. And um, wasn't there another... Oh, George Clooney's another example. Like, wasn't married. Yeah. Doing his own thing. Um, I don't know. I just... It's, I, I I get that people get mad about it, but that's just the reality. Like, yeah, you uh, can
1: do that and not worry about (laughs) whatever a normal person would worry about if they're single and they're 45, you know,
0: I could go on some tangents. Trust me. I could go on some tangents. (laughs) Just, just the, 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 some of the cognitive dissonance between how women talk about what they want and what society deems acceptable, some of those things don't mesh very well. And people don't really discuss that very much. They, you know, we, we all agree like equality is important. It's critical. Like I I'm totally on board, but then, and again, I legitimately ask I've asked a lot of women these different questions because I'm fascinated by that. Like, I genuinely am fascinated. I realize that they're going to be biased in certain situations. But still, even so, like, it's it's really fascinating to me to hear, I mean, not universally, but in a lot of cases, like, women want to date a really dominant guy, a guy who just kind of takes charge in a situation. But on the other hand, they also want like equality. So like in in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, well, do you want me to ask you before I do like things for us as a couple? Like if it, I'm talking like small stuff, I'm not talking like big stuff. I'm not talking like, let's make these life decisions. I mean, obviously that needs to be a conversation, but I'm talking like, uh, crossing the street. I've been in situations where that has been an issue. Um, just like, do I need to consult or do, you know, do, do I just like lead and just go and like take you with me?
1: I take the lady's hand.
0: Yeah. I mean, what, whatever it is. And, um, it's funny because like I found that women often just say like, Oh yeah, I, I equality, all this stuff. But on the other hand, they still want this guy to just kind of take charge. And if the guy doesn't, that's unattractive. So, what do you do? I mean, because I'm <laughs> yeah. not—I I can't ask you then in that situation because then that's me being indecisive, yeah. And it's just—it's, it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> <Baby> <laughs> bitch. Um, it's just weird. And there's there's a lot of these different types of like minute uh-huh. examples of of these situations where I, if I were alone, I'd just totally be just going forward, and I would know exactly what to do. But I'm I'm also like. Trying to make sure that I'm considerate because I'm with someone else and I'm trying to be understanding and trying to say, oh, well, um, you know, what do you want to do? And it's like, that's such bullshit. I mean, it's total yeah. bullshit. Like, what do you want to do? I mean, <laughs> that, that, because I know how that conversation is going to go and I understand how much of a, of a circular discussion that is. And on top of that, I also understand how unattractive it is. Yeah. And yet... It's technically what I'm supposed to do by the book, by the societal book. That's how I'm supposed to handle it. Um, yep. What's so,
1: your portfolio look like? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you bank at? <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, there's. I, I. I could definitely talk. I mean, I. I'm not even scratching the surface of the number of things that I've like talked about and thought about in that realm. And, um, yeah, I've, I've definitely considered for myself, um, kind of in the the big picture, like this idea of like marriage and, and, uh, kids and like settling down and all this stuff. And, uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but for me, I've definitely considered like, I, I tend to be much happier when I'm alone, when I'm Mm -hmm. single. Um, Mm -hmm because I don't like the responsibility that comes with relationships. Or so far, I've yet to meet a woman that um, will accept me as I've stated at the beginning. Like, because again, I try to be pretty open and honest about, you know, what I want. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, look, um, I don't want to do the whole like texting every, you know, like constantly. I don't want to do the the calling, uh, you know, even every day or every couple, like, I just want this to be two independent people living their lives and we like come together and obviously we support one another and, you know, having healthy communication. That's, that's meaningful. That's the Mm -hmm. important part. Cause I can't do the, like, how was your day? I don't fucking care. I don't care. And I will care if you've had a bad day or on the flip side, if you've had a great day and you want to tell me about it, I'm in, like I'm focused. I I will not look at my phone. I will be just dedicated, but (laughs) I'm not doing it just to like have a conversation just because I got other shit I got to do. So, I mean, it's it's that kind of stuff and it's, it's a lot more minimalistic and I have yet to find someone who actually complements that lifestyle as opposed to uh, people that agree to it initially. I've had this mm-hmm. happen a lot where they agree to it initially and then they start chipping away and they're like, well, yeah, but... Like what about this? And it's like a few months in, and you're like, ah, shit, here we go. Mm -hmm. This here we go. This is this now the reality setting ramps up. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, big picture, I've just I've just been thinking a lot about like being single and whatnot, and um, you know, not that I'm Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio or or uh, uh, Derek Jeter from the from the Phillies, but like I still. I still like understand that relationships take a lot of work. They take time, they take effort. They, they obviously bring something that is just invaluable. Um, that's really powerful and it's really fantastic. But, um, they, they also bring with them a lot of like, I just, I love the idea of just being responsible for me and Mm -hmm. not having to, to worry about all these other things. Oh, actually, um, Speaking of which, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, there's this book that I'm going through called Mating in Captivity by uh, Esther Perel. Have you ever heard of her? No. Okay, so it's this concept is, is based around, so the book is based around um, can people in relationships still keep, the flame alive the passion the excitement of their relationship mm-hmm. while also reaping the benefit of the comfort and she it's it's a really fantastic book i'm only about a third of the way through but so far i've man she's just nailed so many great great points but it they're 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 at opposite ends because if you have the let's say passion versus security let's just go with those two kind of as the two extremes You have passion where like, that's the first bit of dating. Like you, you're like, damn, she's fine. And like, you're, you're like, you're getting all excited. You have like this bubbly feeling and you, 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 you have like this game. You just feel electric around this person. And then obviously over time, as you get to know them more, you feel more and more into the security aspect. And one of the beautiful things about that, of course, is that you can potentially fall in love with that person and um, feel like you're building something with that person. But unfortunately, that tends to come, and according to her, and what I found, again, uh, just from my personal experience as well, and. I would imagine this is probably true is that that passion side starts to wane. It starts to fall apart because you feel so comfortable. There's no excitement. You, you already know the person's schedule, you know what they do, you know, their hobbies, you know, all this different stuff. So there's no, there's no sense of, uh, friction there. And I'm not talking about friction as in like, we're going to start a fight, you know, um, but those, those tend to be in a sickening way. Those are like the most exciting moments of a relationship when at, you know, let's say a year and a half in two years in 10 years in whatever, like when you have a fight, you have this like, Oh, you know, I need to resolve this as quickly as possible. Um, and that's, that's that friction that I'm talking about. And it's, it is, I mean, it's a negative version of that friction, but with, with passion when you're first dating that person, like you you don't have, you have friction, but it's, it's more so like, do they like me? Am I attractive enough? Did I say the right thing? Like, you know, these kinds of things, because you don't know anything about this person. And as things become more comfortable, the, the passion dies down over time. So what she's trying to do in this book is figure out, like, is there a way to still be passionate and still hold on to, and still build into this idea of feeling secure, and I think she does a really great job of kind of of separating the two and Did kind she? of. Go ahead. Well, and just offering a few potential solutions based on some of the individual people that and individual couples that she uh, counsels. Um, or that she has counseled in in the past. So it's 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 a great book. I honestly absolutely recommend it. I'm only a third of the way through, but it, it truly, it it brought it's it's a it's a really interesting question, and it's something that I've grappled with in my past relationships um, mm-hmm. because it's something that makes me think like, you know, when it comes to like something like marriage, you know, I don't want to be in this situation where it's just secure. I do want to feel. This spark. And I don't think that date night is gonna do it. I, I think it has to come yeah. from like you you have time completely apart from one another, where you can actually miss mm-hmm. each other and actually feel mm-hmm. like like you haven't seen them in seven days or two weeks or whatever, and then you see them and you're like, Oh man, I can't, you know. Oh can't wait to see them you know you feel that excitement hold your hand (laughs) aggressively (laughs) (laughs) but may i because i'm a dominant man but still trying to be polite
1: (laughs) may i hold your hand in public (laughs) wow well does she offer i mean you kind of said but does she have an opinion herself or is she trying to provide ways in which people you know, can go about capturing that and maintaining it or is uh, it more just like
0: well, she's examples been, and stuff. So far it's been examples so far. It's been like, you know, there's this couple and then she offers like all real world examples of who she's counseled. And she's like, in cer- certain situations, people have been so comfortable with one another. They've been, let's say married for 20 years or whatever, 15 years, or whatever it might be. And, she points out, I, I remember this one example of this one woman that was like, I, 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 I love my husband, but I don't want to sleep with him. Like I, I don't like, feel that drive. And every once in a while when he's presenting or he's at his job, at his work, or we go to a work function where the environment is a little bit different and I see him in a certain light, suddenly I'm really attracted to him. And, and I, I, I don't like, I don't blame that woman for, for thinking that like, I, I somewhat understand where that comes from. Like you, if you, you wake up and you're just constantly, you wake up, you see the person, you you see them in the most unflattering versions of themselves. So it's understandable that you wouldn't feel like, oh, I can't wait to sleep with that person or to, to, to be passionate around that person. So, um, what, for, for one of the examples, uh, apparently uh, Esther Perel mentioned that she actually told the people to move out. So one person actually moved out of their house uh, for like X amount of time, like not indefinitely or anything, but for X amount of time. And uh, it really helped. Like they were only allowed to see each other like once a week or something like that and it apparently really helped like respark that that passion that they had for one another. So that's just one example, mm. but like I like I said, I'm only a third of the way through. But yeah, it's essentially just trying to create a little bit of that friction, and I understand that some people sometimes artificially create that friction by picking fights. I don't obviously I don't I think that's that bs. Is, it's a pain in the ass and no. Like the it's that's never the answer in in my opinion. But um yeah. I mean, if, if you can, if you can try and create ways of it's almost like de- the concept of delayed gratification, I think that's the way I think about it. Like if you can actually create this distance of like, Hey, um, we're, not necessarily just physical distance, but some level of like, uh, I always see this person. So if I, if we end up artificially creating this situation where we can't see each other as much, that can really offer a, a greater appreciation and passion for your significant other. How to do that exactly is really difficult. I mean, obviously, it's going to be based on personal um, circumstance. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, I'll definitely update you as I as I yeah, get further that's, that's, further into
1: the book. That's something that you know everybody in a relationship, no matter how young or old, has or will experience. Um, so definitely relevant to to most people, so I would definitely be interested in how
0: it ends yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she ends up saying it's all bullshit, yeah. <laughs> sure hope not,
1: yeah, it's just a picture of Ashton Kutcher. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am uh, reading Moonraker by Sir Ian Fleming. It is the author of the James Bond series.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. So you're misogynist, so, so far, you good. piece of well, shit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm learning about
1: misogyny throughout history, and I'm writing a book right now okay. to uh, highlight these people and cancel the dead. That's okay. my goal is to cancel that. Well, Sean canceled Connery canceled the
0: better death. be at the top of that list. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: He's, yeah. His day's coming. His judgment on earth is coming. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a court at his grave. But, okay. But no, it's, 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 uh, I'm very, you know, it's very early on in the book, but very good so far. And I could see myself like, Getting more books from him, or more of the James Bond, you know, like Tomorrow Never Dies and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. Have you have you? But seen it's like that? set in the fifties, like right after World War II. Kind of is the era that James Bond really
0: should be in. Mm. Have you seen? uh Have you seen all the movies?
1: I've seen a good amount. I really haven't seen a lot of the old ones honestly really oh man
0: yeah I've seen all of them multiple times through I mean there's like I don't know like 20 of them they're oh they're so so good they're so good especially the older ones yeah yeah you should and
1: now I'm definitely uh, when I finish Moonraker I'm definitely going to watch that one I don't know who was Bond in that but I think it was Sean Connery I could be wrong
0: could be or Sir Roger Moore I don't know yeah I don't know who it was yeah, that that'd be that'd be great. So what what yeah. made you decide to pick up Moonraker?
1: Well, just uh, looking through my bookshelf, my massive bookshelf, and found <laughs> that in there, and I was like, "Where is this? Where did this come from?" Yeah, I'd never read it before, and it's like, it's a sweet cover on it. It's like a a nineteen eighty edition. Hmm. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, why, might as well. I just I read three David Sedaris books in three weeks and I'm like, i maybe need to give him a break for a second <laughs> and move yeah. on to like a fiction. Cause I never really read fiction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. Except for uh, Aldous Huxley's um Brave, Brave New, New World, World, which I did not Harry like. Potter. Yeah. Well, and Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, Ink and Star Someone Trek. with the Dragon. I did watch Star Trek. I did watch Star Trek. James and the Giant Peach, you read. Yeah. <laughs> 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 La Vache et l- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Asterix obelix yeah. <laughs> Hey, i read all the Tintin books. I did yeah, read those great. many times.
0: Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I think like you. I, I don't usually tend towards uh fiction. Um I also have a book that I don't publicly tell people about very much. Uh that I, I'm not going to say on air because it is truly like a kind of a kept secret, but it has changed my life. Um, Whoa. And yeah, maybe I'll tell you, I'll tell why you, wouldn't I'll, you tell, sh- you, I'll tell you off you share air. this with the viewers? Nope. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a, it's a book that would, I would get a lot of backlash for. Uh, and, uh, but it's, mm. it's highly impactful for certain individuals. I'll just leave it at that. Just put put the intrigue out there for those people that have gotten one hour <laughs> and ten minutes into our podcast. But I, I will not be. May ever... I have a guess? No, nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I can't even wager a guess. <laughs> no, can't, I would not confirm nor deny. I doubt okay. you would. You would. You would. Uh, you'd. You'd uh, be able to guess it. Um, and then,
1: well, it's the Bible. I know.
0: <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, mating in captivity. Oh, I picked up the strange death of Europe, which you told me about. Oh. Douglas Murray. Yeah. Um that was I, I I haven't gotten very far into it. Um it's pretty dense. It's pretty dense. Like uh just talking about all kinds of statistics for the UK government and whatnot. Um and some of the references, I'm just like, I don't get them because he's talking about the UK. Um, but it's been pretty good so far. Oh, the one, the one fiction is Sabriel that I've I, I went through. Have you ever heard of Sabriel?
1: Sounds familiar, but I don't really know.
0: It's really it good. It's it's excellently written. It's written better than Harry Potter. I'll put it that way. Um, I'm not saying the story is necessarily better than Harry Potter, but the actual writing is definitely better. Wow. So. Oh, here's a book that I'm sure they're both looking forward to is Jordan Peterson's new book.
1: I know. I was looking at it
0: today, actually. Do you know when that released? In March sometime?
1: Yeah. if You, you can pre-order it, I think, on Amazon, and it, it'll get there early March probably is what it was saying. But I was like, I saw he did a podcast with um, this woman, Ayon Hirsi Ali, who was, um, she was like raised in, I want to say Ethiopia, born in, in, in an African nation that was predominantly Muslim and went through um, ho- horrific abuse and female genital mutilation and all that stuff that goes on in certain places still and um Mm -hmm. moved to the netherlands was able to get out and like become a refugee and go to the netherlands and uh became a really famous journalist and author on you know like extremist islamic fundamentalist people and what that can do and how it's destroyed certain societies and so she's kind of like a like sam harris used to be really big on that like he wrote books on that and would do talks on that all the time and i'm sure he still is but she was kind of like a contemporary with him on that front and uh she's extremely intelligent and like just a just an incredible life story really yeah yeah and um i saw that his his podcast jordan peterson is back now and he's been interviewing people and uh i think he had douglas murray on a couple weeks ago um as his like his first guest since he's been back and then i was like oh yeah when's his book coming out and looked on amazon and like less than a month away so i like looked at my copy of 12 rules to life and i'm like should i maybe read that again or try to read that before the second one yeah
0: but i don't know maybe i might i might do that too actually book club yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then we yeah, can yeah wa- i probably should then we can read the Ya sisterhood yeah
1: <laughs> well i've already read it but you can't oh. read that book enough <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> that's right <Rick or> <laughs> Uh yeah every time i see a cat on um, like just a random cat out in a parking lot or a street or something i think about that book which you know, one jordan peterson's because that was like, oh, okay. the last rule was like always pet a cat or, like, yeah. or When you see one on the street or something. Right, right, right. And I'm like, it always stuck with me because I always do that. Like, I always am like, I try to get like the cat to come up to me. And like, a lot of times they just like sit there or run away, but sometimes they like walk over to you and just like roll over. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. And then you say, Fancy seeing you here, Professor <laughs> McGonagall. <laughs>
1: but she died recently, so.
0: Did she really? Rest in peace. Damn, I didn't know that.
1: I think she was old.
0: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna confirm this. Uh, 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 Maggie Smith, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. I would like to correct Kyle. She is still alive. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Your
1: character in uh, Downton Abbey passed. And I got confused. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. I
0: well, she was in the Aya Sister, and I actually just watched that movie. Oh. Um. <laughs> what the first? The, again for the nineteenth time. <laughs> Um, the the first YouTube, uh, Google query is is Maggie Smith dying? <laughs>
1: See, I'm not the only
0: one. Clearly. Yeah, she Now who
1: plays Yaya in that movie?
0: <laughs> I don't know who the fuck. That is. <laughs> they're all part of the yaya sisterhood Uh, but she's one of the 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 actresses she's one of the yaya's yeah so yeah
1: it's the sequel to that the traveling sisterhood of the traveling pants
0: Pants no that's that's a completely different film that you've seen as well i'm watching it right now i'm not (laughs) joking (laughs) i'm not joking (laughs) 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 <laughs> <No. What>? Why? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just i She's i want no i want to watch something a light um okay. and b i, I, I i'm interest- empowering for women yeah no lo- no joke i'm trying to understand like why some of these movies became so popular i mean obviously for a lot of women but i'm sure some men too um and yaya sisterhood actually wasn't that bad it was it's was pretty decent um some, yeah. But Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, I can't take that one seriously because it's like sixteen-year-olds crying about their life. Hmm. Well, what about uh, Mama Mia? Like I've not seen that. that. I've not seen that. But that's that's got musical <laughs> right in it, doesn't it? Oh yeah. I, I can't. So. I can't do that. I can't do the it's, whole musical. Musicals though. are tough. Very yeah. tough. Because I end up like skip. I, I I I do skip through some of the emotional stuff just because I'm like I. My brain's just like, to. I don't care.
1: You'll break down as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what about Sex in the City movies?
0: I have not seen those. How many are there?
1: I feel like there's at least two.
0: Trick question. You knew the that. answer. <laughs> 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 yeah. <Cool>. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I know Samantha is one of them. Yep. I don't know the other one. Carrie, I think, is another Carrie. <laughs> <And> another third? <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But I know those are pretty. Those were pretty popular as well.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a uh, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Two. Off the. Well, I don't know. I'll see because I'm. I'm really not enjoying the first one very much. It truly is like sixteen year olds. Um, oh actually now that I think about it, in this movie, this like this like college age dude is trying to hook up with like a sixteen year old. And this seventeen year old specifically said, I'm seventeen and she's trying to hook up with her camp counselor, who is uh definitely older than her. So you know, hey, cancel. I think it's
1: your job to cancel that. Movie. I'm
0: it is my job. I'm canceling uh, the sisterhood. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, yeah.
1: Yeah, I watched a movie, um, American one. Animals. Not a uplifting light movie. It will make you. Um, want to rob stuff but it's it's a a true story about these college kids um in kentucky and at their college library there was this really famous massive colored book of animals like drawings of american animals like that this guy in the 1800s went out in the wilderness this artist and just like Observed animals in the wild and drew them like in these huge pages, brightly colored, like it's really amazing art, but it's on display at their library. And they're like, you know, one kid's like giving a tour and this guy, you know, they're like, oh, this is like priceless it, you know, and then he finds out it's worth like $12 million, you know, appraised. And they also had a book from Darwin, like one of his like diaries or something that's cool at yeah. that college and they decide to and this is like two thousand three, and four guys get together and plan a heist of all this stuff and uh they do it, but they uh, I don't want to ruin the end, but the actual people who are now like you know, probably close to 40. Um, They are in the movie throughout, like it's done in a way where it'll just cut to like the real person and not the character playing that person. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, yeah, I mean, I remember being here and this, and he was like, yeah, we need to get more surveillance around this thing and we need to go to Amsterdam to check this thing out. And it was crazy. It's a crazy movie. It's very good but it's definitely like it will get your adrenaline going and you will definitely want to take part in a heist.
0: Really? Okay. Well, yeah, I'll watch it and then we'll It's not lighthearted. Start. It's not lighthearted. Oh, that's okay. I'm not only looking for lighthearted. Okay. I uh, it depends. Depends on my mood. Depends how long my day's been. Mhm. You know the well, feeling. I, I you get always tired.
1: I always recommend Rick and Morty, no matter what mood you're in.
0: I have never seen Rick and Morty. God. Doesn't it only I have like, like three th- seasons? Four now. Four seasons, wow.
1: Yeah. And they're short, they're like, you know, 20, 25-minute episodes, and uh, just hilarious, brilliant, one of the best cartoon, adult cartoons ever created. I would put South Park and then Rick and Morty right there.
0: Okay. Well maybe I'll give that a shot. Looking for things that are that are light, quick, because I don't want to have a huge investment. Easy. And and uh, yeah. And I'm usually okay like starting an actual series, but um right now, no.
1: But Rick and Morty you don't have to do like each episode is
0: different. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, maybe I'll give that a shot. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Mr. Hatley, shall we end it here? I think so. That was a good, solid recommendation at the end of our podcast for yeah. all the people. I mean, we have a hundred percent retention <laughs> on our podcast, so I'm sure <laughs> yeah, everybody will hear everything.
1: Right now yeah. For, um... <laughs> Our recommendations. Yeah. Exactly. Rick and Morty expect those views to go through the, the roof. roof.
0: Whoa. Feel sorry <laughs> for your servers. Yes. <laughs> oh,
1: yay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Catch you next week.
1: Goodbye.